From a studio high above the clouds of the Okanagan Valley, this is the Cannabis Podcast. Exploring the world of Canadian cannabis culture, one toke at a time. Now, here's your host and bud tender, Gary Johnston. Welcome back. I'm so glad you came back for episode number two of the Cannabis Podcast. Here we are once again coming to you from the Okanagan Valley of British Columbia from a cannabis-infused studio. Just one moment. There, we took care of the cannabis infusion, and I am a cannabis-infused individual that has been for more years than anybody would care to count at this point. Welcome back. On this particular episode, as promised last week, we're going to do a strain review. This is of Kinky Kush, which is from Liv. At least I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced, L-I-I-V. Liv is from CanTrust. It was a Indica? Yeah, it's an Indica. So we're going to be doing a review of that later. And while we're doing that review, we'll probably touch a little bit about the bizarre packaging that's happening, certainly from the BC Cannabis Store. Right now, we'll talk about that as well. I won't get into the details now. And speaking of retail, we'll touch a little bit on the retail landscape. It's slowly changing here in British Columbia. Although we still don't have a store, but there is some talk. We might have one somewhere in the Okanagan before Christmas. We'll touch on that. In addition to that, we, of course, have our conversation for this week. And that is with a great individual I've known for a few years now, a good friend of mine. He started on October 17th a company called OkanaganZ.com, which is a marijuana media company, something he had long had an idea for, and legalization was his platform. To get it started, Mr. David Wiley will be joining us for our conversation later on, right here on Episode 2 of the Cannabis Podcast. THC, CBD, let's talk about the chemistry, explain that strain. And on that note, I introduce you to our very first strain review on the Cannabis Podcast. And the review today is on Kinky Kush. Seemed appropriate somehow. Kinky Kush by Liv, which is canatrust.ca. And according to their website, frosty trichomes obscure hints of blue and purple nestled in the deep green buds of this indica strain. An earthy pinewood scent is complemented by a pinch of pepper. Well, let's see if that's true. So I have an unopened one-gram container of Kinky Kush. And in the introduction to the show, I mentioned talking a little bit about the packaging that's also some issues these days, and here's where I'll talk about that. When I went on to bccannabisstores.com, I tried to order a quarter of Kinky Kush, but when I chose the 7-gram option, it was sold out. It was also sold out when I chose two 3.5-gram options. However, when I chose 7 1-gram options to get my quarter, they were available. <laughs> and here's where the goofy packaging comes in. I got seven containers. That's a little pill bottle you're hearing, about the size of a standard aspirin bottle. <laughs> seven of them, each one containing a single gram. So now I'm going to pop the stamp. So this is still unopened. It has the Cannabis BC duty stamp, still unbroken. Here it goes. There, stamp is broken. Okay, the stamp may be broken, but we still can't see or smell any cannabis because now I've got this little silver container on the top of the bottle. Let me pop that. Lo and behold, <laughs> I have found the mysterious... Oh, 
Mmm, smells kind of earthy, perhaps with a pine wood scent with a... Yeah, okay, just a pinch of pepper. Now I'm actually into the jar, this little plastic container, and I'm looking at this one nice big bud. It's probably about three quarters of the gram, which is nice. Nicely trimmed, I have to say. And it does have obscure hints of purple and blue nestled in this deep green bud of this indica strain. I guess the next thing I need to do is grind a little bit of this up and roll a joint. Let's get to it. Okay, I changed my mind. I decided for brevity's sake and the fact that smoking is not perhaps the way we want to encourage people to imbibe their cannabis because there are still some carcinogens associated to that. Why not use the vaporizer that I have and that I use mostly to try our first strain review? So that's what I'm doing. I'm firing up now the Mighty, which is the vaporizer that I use. A pretty good herb vaporizer. It is now heating up, and once it gets there, we'll get started. And what I'm waiting for is the magical two-tone... Well, it's not really, really tones, it's two buzzes. And for those who are listening... Oh, there you go. For those who are listening to the podcast, if you ever hear that sound in the background, you'll know that the Mighty has now just reached its temperature, and it's ready for me to imbibe once more. Here we go. Kinky Kush, Live by Canatrust. Oh, oh, I love the taste. Mmm, there's a little fruit there, a little earthiness, and certainly some herb. Mmm, I really like that taste. Let me get another one. Smooth. And while that continues to roll around in my brain, let me cover off the other area of cannabis that I am really excited about because it's become an area of fascination in the last few years where people have realized that the THC and the CBD were not the only ingredients in cannabis that has an effect on us. The one that has come to the fore that everybody is talking about is, of course, the terpenes. The terpenes is what gives cannabis its taste, what gives it its smell. And it's examining those terpenes that, according to the Tricome Institute out of Colorado, and based on the Tricome interpreting loop that I purchased from them, based on the terpenes, the smells you are smelling, you can take a pretty good guess at how that herb is going to impact you and what effect it will have. For example, what we're talking about today, Kinky Kush. So there are a number of terpenes. The predominant ones are caryophylline, which is something that you'll find that has scents of spice, dry wood, as it was referenced in their introduction. Also some pepper, there's that hint of pepper. That's the caryophylline, which is one of the main terpenes. And the other main terpene is myrcene. And myrcene is probably the terpene you are going to find in almost all cannabis, certainly very heavily into indicas. The higher level of myrcene indicates the sedative effect of that particular cannabis strain. So with Kinky Kush, it has some caryophylline, some myrcene, some humulene as well, which is kind of a sidebar to it. Really some floral scents, getting a lot of earthy tones out of it. And I have to say, the effect is very pleasing to the senses. 
I have a good sense of well-being right now. In fact, I think maybe it's time to go listen to some music. That is our Strain Review, or as we are changing the name, let's call it Explain That Strain. And we just explained Kinky Kush to you here on the Cannabis Podcast. From the cannabis-infused studio in the clouds, this is the Cannabis Podcast. And now we come to the part of the podcast that I really enjoy, the conversations with my guest. And today you're in for a real treat. Today I introduce you to a gentleman that I have known for probably three or four years now, become a good friend. And on October 17th, the day that legalization occurred in Canada, this gentleman launched his dream. He'd been thinking about it for a while, and he decided that with legalization, it was time to come to the fore, to not hide behind the curtain anymore, so to speak. His name is David Wiley, and what he started was OkanaganZ.com, what he refers to as a marijuana media company. David popped by, and we had a conversation in my living room, and we pick it up just after I asked David, how did he get started with Okanagan Z? I saw that there was maybe a deficit in local media and even national media when it comes to information and news about cannabis. Particularly locally, it's important to have journalists who are aware of what's happening and who are uh, experts mm-hmm. in the different types of legislation that's being passed and the different types of requirements from the city so that there's proper information that's out there. Right right now, people are confused. There's a mishmash of info. The legislation differs from province to province to city to city. And nobody really knows what's happening. No, it's true. From my end, I've been a journalist for about 20 years, journalism and also in communications. And good information, frankly, is hard to find. It's true. Especially when it's specialized information. And I wanted to create a website, a news outlet, a newsletter that would do some justice to what's going to be a complicated and changing landscape when it comes to cannabis and legalization. Got that absolutely right. It is is such a bizarre landscape. I I mean, when I was anticipating legalization day. I had wonderful ideas of how this was going to be. (laughs) But the only thing that's happened that I thought was, okay, I can go out in my backyard and I can smoke a joint. Nobody's going to say anything to me. Everything else is bizarre. Yeah. Like, Like the passengers in cars. Totally bizarre. So I appreciate that you have taken that tact of giving us that accurate information. It's, it took me a day yesterday, and actually I've, I've been working on this for a couple of days now, contacting yeah. the different municipalities in the Okanagan from Kelowna up to Vernon and all the little places in between, mm-hmm. um, down to Penticton, trying to figure out where everyone's at in the process of setting policy yeah. when it comes to retail cannabis space. Here we are, we ha- we're a, <laughs> over a month into legalization, and Kamloops has the possibility of having five stores, including a government-run store. We have the province's first private store in Kimberley, and nothing in the Okanagan. Nothing, surprisingly, in Vancouver. I know it's bizarre. Well, I was, I was, I was saying my son is in Vancouver, so there's still some dispensaries down there that are operating uh, off the left side of the law, I suppose. So access is still available. But to your point, and to clarify David's point, his discussion was about the stores that are opening here in the Okanagan area. This is the home of BC Bud, for goodness sakes. 
Should we not have been in the forefront of this? 100%. Like, to even, your point. I think about Nelson even doesn't have a store. Absolutely. How is that possible? And, and Nelson, <laughs> being a guy from Nelson, <laughs> and often when I tell people I'm from Nelson, they kind of get a smile on their face and, and they say, so did you like living there? <laughs> it has been known, well, well known as, as a cannabis location. So good point. And, and I read your story yesterday on the various municipalities and what they're doing. And it looks like Summerland or Lake Country might be one of the first ones here in the Okanagan to have a store. Could be. I'd like to see Lake Country being the first one. Uh, at this point, they have the opportunity. It's just a question of whether or not they'll drag their feet when it yeah. comes to the internal process. It makes sense to me that municipalities want to take their time. No one wants to do it an injustice. Yep. No one wants to do it wrong. And frankly, people in different municipalities are timid when it comes to setting any kind of precedent. Totally. So the first, first a pot, let's say, in the Okanagan creates a wonderful business opportunity, not only for the city, but for that business that's first. Yeah. People all over the valley will go there just out of curiosity, just like we have with Kamloops. When I went to the Kamloops store on the weekend... Oh, that's right. You made a trip up there. Sure did. It was, it's well laid out. The staff are friendly and knowledgeable. And the place was packed, Gary. Uh, not surprised. Not surprised. I asked them at the counter, is this normal? They said every day. <laughs> and it's young people. It's older people. It's everyone in between. Did you get a sense whether any of those people that were in the store were from Kamloops or were a lot of people coming like you from, from far away? There were a lot of people coming from all over the place yeah. into the Kamloops store. I, I made it out on a Saturday. Yeah. So it would make sense that that would be the day where people would come in and travel. Does, yeah. But talking to the staff... They've been experiencing that kind of volume regularly. Wow. And here we are in the Okanagan. We could have the same opportunity right out of the gate. Yeah. We're a wonderful tourism destination. And having a, a few stores here early on would really set us up with a positive reputation for cannabis. Oh, it's so, so true. The part that amazes me is that you hear the municipalities talking about the tax revenue that they're going to get. And my response to all of them is, well, in order to get that revenue, there has to be a store selling the product. Exactly. And we are so far away from that now. Like, I, I still can't believe that. Again, the home of BC Bud, we got two stores. The part that I was really surprised in your article, as I read it yesterday, was that Kamloops looks like they're going to get another two government stores. That's <laughs> the... Wow. I'd love to know where all the government stores are going to be located. Mm -hmm. And it looks like Penticton may get one. Okay. The government has, uh, has suggested that that would be a good location for them. Well, at least they're getting closer to us. I, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine like a liquor store, they'd want to have one in as many communities as possible. You yeah. don't want people driving all over the world to get their cannabis. True. And True. the online store itself is set up fairly well. I've, I've explored the different ones across the country, and BC's stands out as one of the, the better laid out, friendlier nice. sites, quite a bit of good information. That's nice to see. It is. I was, I was really pleased when I went on to the BC Cannabis online store, 
And what I really like about it is that they show all the terpene profiles of the various strains. They do, yes. And and that's something that you and I have, have already had a discussion about. And, and I'm kind of starting this education process and on understanding trichomes and, and how they relate to all the various aspects of sativas and indicas. So I think that's really cool that they've done that on that site. Good on you. And that kind of information is really valuable. People are, are learning about cannabis. They're learning about what they're smoking. They're learning about the oils that they're they're. In, in fact, learning about cannabis, I have an appointment with somebody that we both know tomorrow who has approached me as being someone totally unaware of cannabis, but wants to know hmm. a little bit more. So I'm uh, heading out for a beer with this person tomorrow afternoon and answering all of their newbie questions about cannabis as, as they are now intrigued because it's legal. It's perfect to have a spot to do that. Mm -hmm. It is. And that's what I found from my family as well. Launching into Okanagan Z, the OZ, my family and my friends have been very curious. I bet. They've wondered about what might suit them. They've wondered about the difference between THC and CBD. And CBD. Mm -hmm. They've wondered about the, the different ways of, of consuming. They've also wondered about availability. And yeah. there's so many questions. It's nice to have a place to go to learn these types of things. It's nice to have people that you know that mm -hmm. can clarify this kind of information. Yeah. And that's part of the battle against the stigma that we have seen, that we faced for a very long time. And we still see it, unfortunately. And we still see it, unfortunately. Well put. I have an interview set up with uh, the person who bought the first legal cannabis in Canada. Um, that would probably be, you might have already heard that, in fact, by the time you hear this particular interview. And one of his statements was, on the night that he bought it, he proudly held up his uh, bag of pot. Well, I guess it wasn't a bag, it was a jar. And he said, the stigma ends tonight. And as you and I have discussed in other opportunities, unfortunately, that's not true. It's, it, it has ended from the perspective, again, as I said, okay, I can go out in my backyard and I can smoke a joint and nobody can say anything to me. But there's still a lot of reefer madness ideas out there where we have this perception of cannabis being this, well, as they classified, a number one drug mm. that is more deadly than, and yet we know it's not. So it's that clarity that we get to bring to the market that I think is going to help every one of those people. Yes, F fighting against the information aftershocks. Yeah, good. good because term. really there, it, there has been a war on drugs. And... The misinformation out there about cannabis is alive and well. Yep. However, legalization across Canada goes such a long way in helping to show people that it's so similar to alcohol. Well, that's what's being that's that's how mm -hmm. I've been able to compare it. Completely different, but when it comes to availability and when it comes to attitudes around it yeah. nobody bats an eyelash when someone says let's go out for a beer after work how true if you ask your coworkers if they want to go out and smoke a joint after mm -hmm. work the expressions on their faces might be a little bit different <laughs> might be a little bit different yeah it's true however here we are living in a world where it's legal just like going to the bar for a drink it's going to be interesting this christmas season because I know I, for years, to both my wife's Christmas party and ones that I places that I used to work, it was not unusual to see Gary go bye-bye for a few <laughs> minutes during the course of that party. And now, 
don't have to make such a big deal about sneaking out the, out the back to smoke a joint. It's something that's becoming normalized. Yeah. And that's great for, yeah. for people like myself. It's important to know that there's a certain acceptance among peers. Yes. And when I first came out and launched Okanagan Z, people were shocked that this was something that I had even had an interest in. Gotcha. And you know what? I've, I've made a note that I definitely know a little bit more about pot than the average bear. <laughs> it was my high school days. Yeah. And more and more I've been reading about people who, like myself, discovered cannabis in high school and then went through life without it for a long period of time just simply because we get older and we choose to go to the bar instead. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we sink into the cultural and legal norms. Yeah. And now that cannabis is legalized, people who have had an experience in the past with it are suddenly drawn right back to it yeah. and remembering why it was part of their lives in the first place. Their interest is reawakened. Very much yeah, so. That's true. And that would be probably the main difference between you and I in terms of our cannabis exposure. I never went away. <laughs> <laughs> I started in high school and I have been a continual smoker. Well, not always a smoker. I, I vape now, so it's not always a smoke. But I never had that period where I was away. So I was always on the outskirts and always wondering. I, I never thought it would ever happen. I mean, I was around in 1972 and I was smoking when the Ladane Commission said legalized marijuana should be legalized in our country. I never thought it would actually happen. Hmm. And now here we are. And yet, there's a lot of people like me and a lot of people like you that are now bringing themselves back in. When you started Okanagan Z, what kind of response have you had? A lot of positive response. Yeah. People right off the bat seem a little surprised and then it quickly turns into thoughtfulness mm-hmm. and into a realization that this is the type of media that's going to be needed and is needed right is needed. now. Yeah. It's, it's just a great opportunity to create community around cannabis. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my main goals when I launched the site was to create a local community to, to bring it, maybe it sounds cheesy, but to bring people together who have this uh, have cannabis as an interest who are interested in the business aspects who are interested in the the retail aspects who are interested in of course learning more about it mm-hmm. and finding their own their own niche it's it's like craft beer it, in so many so. ways and that's exactly how i how i viewed this was yeah. like the craft beer market and speaking of which we talk about christmas and sneaking away from the christmas party when i was down at the bc cannabis store yeah. One of the amazing things that one of the, the cashiers brought up was that they're running into people from the older generation, as she put it, who are purchasing cannabis. <laughs> me. <laughs> who are purchasing cannabis for the younger generation. I'd like to think that's me, but there are a lot of people who would disagree with that. So they're buying cannabis as Christmas gifts just to show we accept you. Oh, that is cool. We're happy that this is something that we can do for you. And I yeah. thought that is great. 
what an amazing way to show people that we're we're accepting of cannabis as part of our culture absolutely and understanding that it's it's a great addition to canada totally and and so for all of those listening uh, who have said for years that I'm a very difficult person to buy for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not difficult anymore. Good plug, Gary. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Always take those opportunities <laughs> to have people help you out. <laughs> so, really cool that you've started Okanagan Sea. Where do you see it going from here? Where, where, do, you, where do you think it's the, the next big thing is going to be for you? That's a great question. I've been wondering that myself. Yeah. It's... A nice time at the moment to allow the readership to help steer the ship a little bit. We've been delving into more complicated stories. Mm-hmm. We've been working on more serious topics as well. I have a story coming up about ski hills in the Okanagan and what they're going to be doing about making sure that people are uh, are sober on the hills. Mm-hmm. Because there is a danger aspect there and what cannabis means for them. Delving into the zoning, of course, is, yeah. is, is interesting. We've been doing reviews as well. Perhaps the reviews are the most well-read portion of the site. People are very mm-hmm. interested mm-hmm. in what the different products look like, um, how they make you feel. As, as far as the future goes, it's growing faster than... I had anticipated, which shows me that there's certainly a need. I'd like to see a print product down the line. I think a companion. Definitely. I think it's important for people to be able to pick up something in their hands. I'm, you're, well, a, you're being, a print guy. That's your history. Being a, a journalist for so long, <laughs> I, I'm a little bit of a print romantic. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I I don't think so. I love digital media, and I'm a big user of it. Of course, this yeah. is the Okanagan Z is a website, yeah, but it's also a newsletter. And the reason for the newsletter is that it gives me that opportunity to fulfill my my print joys. Yes, yes. It it's a place where three times a week you, you can compile the info into one place and send it out like an electronic paperboy. Yeah, I hear you. I hear, whereas as those listening to this show are more likely to hear at the ramblings of somebody who's a little high at the moment and hasn't quite <laughs> figured out where they're starting and where they're going to end. But hopefully the journey in between is worth listening to. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it is the journey, not the destination. It is, exactly. It is the journey. And you made, a, you made a comment about not being cheesy in relation to you know cannabis and, and our perception of it. And, and that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because I don't want it to be considered to be cheesy to talk about it because there are those who it is a big part of their life. I'm one of them. And I'm hoping there's going to be enough people around the world. Even if it's only five, I'm good. <laughs> I'm sure it's more than that. Five people will be joining in every week. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this. So one of the things that I wanted to do as I was going, to, not only to, to have interesting conversations with people like you about cannabis and our exposure to cannabis, but also to kind of get some commonality on the humorous side of things. When my son did a podcast years ago, I think I've already mentioned this perhaps, he had some hot seat questions that were kind of just a quick response and, and see where you go. Like if, a lightning round. Like lightning round, but but I don't have a ton of questions, so don't go too fast. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a few and just quickly want to get your, your initial response to these questions. Your favorite strain? Indica. 
Indica. Any particular Indicas? Uh, about everything from Broken Coast right now is quite good. Though yeah. Moonbeam is like nothing else. Okay. Moonbeam. Moonbeam. I'll have to try that one out. Uh, do you jo- do joints or do you vape? A little bit of both. A little bit of both? What's your preference? Uh, joints are definitely my preference. They still are? Maybe that's a throwback to high school years. Yeah. Yeah, it could very well be. Yeah, yeah I tend to fall down I, both I sides smoked for a long time, too, so it's just a, something that I'm used, used to. Don't smoke anymore. Haven't yeah. for a long Neither time. Neither do I. Exactly. <laughs> been a non-smoker for years now. I'm very pleased about it. Your favorite munchie? Ooh, that's a tough one because it changes with mood. Of course it does. And, and, and changes with the strain, too. <laughs> Ooh, I have such a sweet tooth. So I do love chocolate. And yeah. I definitely keep a little bit around, though uh, I I will crack open a can of tuna every so often, like a like a mambly pambly <laughs> kitty cat. Apparently, oh there you yeah. go. That's a, that's an odd one. Okay, good. See, I'm collecting these. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write a book of people's favorite munchies at some point. Um, if uh, while you're uh, while you're talking, a beer or wine to accompany. I usually keep them separate. Yeah. Generally, though, I am a I am a craft beer guy. Okay, so you so, just, you keep so the I'm, alcohol away from the cannabis. I do, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I, I tend to do the same thing. Yeah, I don't tend to mix. I just find that that it's better for me. Yeah. So, so with cannabis isn't involved, then I'm thinking your answer to that question would be beer with the craft beer side. Craft beer side when cannabis isn't involved. When it comes to cannabis, though, tea. I find that tea is just oh, a great nice. accompaniment. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And a lot of people do that. I get that one. Cake or pie? Cake for sure. Cake for sure. Can I have it and eat it too, please? (laughs) (laughs) You you can. And one day I'll make my extreme chocolate cake and and give you a taste of that. I saw that recipe in your cookbook. Yeah, it's it's really good too. Edibles or flour? Flour. Flour? Yeah, me too. Yeah. I haven't, the edibles, for whatever reason, just don't have the effect on me that that they seem to on others. I have a brother in the Kootenays and he swears by them, but they just don't do it for me. So same for you. That's, and I've heard the same thing. Some people, that's all they want is brownies. Yeah. Um, or oils, which is yeah. something that people are, are using now as yeah, oils or sprays. Yeah. Yeah, but flour for me. And this was something that my son brought up when we were having a chat. And I'd never heard this phrase before. When you got a joint going and it starts to run, do you have a name for that? <laughs> I feel like once upon a time I did. I'd say it's kind of like a boat. Canoeing, I think. There you go. There it see, is. see it. All right. <laughs> Apparently this is bigger than I ever knew it was because I just called it a bird. <laughs> I had to reach so far back into my brain for that one, Gary. It's hurting a little bit. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you did because that, that validates what my son told me because he said a lot of people call it a canoe. I'd never heard the phrase before. Excellent. If you were to give somebody who's just coming into this area and they're kind of curious about cannabis, what would your recommendations be for their approach? I think that the the BC Cannabis Store advice to go low and go slow is excellent. People, especially when it comes to edibles or drops, Mm -hmm. do a little bit too much. It takes a lot of time to settle into your system and then it can last for a long, long time. So if you go a little overboard without realizing it, 
going to have a, a tough experience off the bat. I'd say that it's important to find people and they're easier to find than you may think mm-hmm. <laughs> that know what they're doing and bring that person along. Ask that person some questions. It's almost nice to have a guide. Yeah. That, that would be my advice. That would be excellent advice. Excellent. Well, wish you all the best of luck with OkanaganZ.com. Hopefully that carries on. Any further plugs you want to give to it before we finish up? Well, we're a three-time-a-week email newsletter, and it's something that's near and dear to my heart, labor of love. Obviously. And for anybody who uh, is interested in cannabis in the Okanagan Valley or BC as a whole, then subscribing to OkanaganZ.com would be in their interest. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming in today, David. Enjoy the conversation and you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for having me, Gary. This is my pleasure. In this fast-changing world where the landscape is changing almost minute by minute, there's always a danger in recording interviews and then playing them later. And I'm just going to clarify a couple of points that we covered off in that interview. David made reference to the fact that Lake Country looked like it might have a store open by Christmas. Well, Lake Country Council voted on that uh, change in modification to the plan last night, and they disallowed that store before Christmas. Some talk of another one, perhaps. Also, on the retail landscape perspective, here in Kelowna, we actually do have some entries now. Those now go into review through the city, and we are probably still at least six months away before we will have a retail outlet of cannabis here in the Okanagan Valley, which I still can't quite believe. And that brings us to the conclusion of episode number two of the Cannabis Podcast. Again, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and you found some value in it. Next week, we will do another strain review, or as we are now calling it, explain that strain. And we're going to explain a strain actually that is one of David Whiney's favorites, and that is Tangerine Dream. We're going to do a strain explain of Tangerine Dream next time. And as we look towards future episodes of the Cannabis Podcast, we're trying to line up a whole bunch of different interviews with a lot of interesting people for some great conversations. We have a father and son on the East Coast lined up to speak with a father and son on the West Coast about their involvement in cannabis. Plus, I'm trying to line up an interview with a gentleman who used to be involved in the cannabis industry prior to legalization. And as we have seen in much of the discussion that's out there now, I'm curious to hear what his thoughts are about how legalization has occurred. I think he probably feels it's the shit show that everybody else seems to think. Prohibition 2.0 is upon us. All of that and more is coming up on future episodes, so thank you for joining us here on episode number two of the Cannabis Podcast. From the cannabis-infused studio, high above the Okanagan Valley, this was the Cannabis Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. 
If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.